Venture capital plays a critical role in starting and scaling innovative companies and is a real success story for the UK. However, diversity in VC investment is low and there are underlying problems in the market that are specific or more acute for underserved founders, including in terms of gender, ethnicity and socioeconomic background. SQW recently worked in partnership with the British Business Bank to investigate what works for improving diversity in VC and to identify clear evidence-based actions that can and should be adopted by UK VC firms. We discuss this work and the wider issues of diversity in VC investment in the latest episode of Insight for Impact, the podcast from SQW, featuring conversations with experts on issues that matter in economic and social development. Welcome back to Insight for Impact, the SQW podcast. I'm Joe Duggett, a director of SQW, and I'm delighted to be joined by my colleagues Osman Anwar and Imogen Sprackling to discuss the issue of diversity in venture capital investment in the UK and what can be done to improve it. Osman, welcome back to Insight for Impact and Imogen, it's great to have you on the podcast. You both work widely in access to finance and its role in supporting enterprise, business growth and innovation. Can I start by asking what particularly interested you both in looking at this issue of diversity in venture capital? Osman, would you like to kick off? Sure, Joe. Diversity and inclusion is a very important subject area and there's a wide range of views on what works or what doesn't work in trying to improve diversity. But the evidence behind it is kind of less clear, both in the literature and the data and so forth, on what kind of actions can be taken to improve diversity and inclusion. And as objective researchers in what is a very subjective policy area, I was simply curious on what we would find and have the opportunity to add to the evidence base on what works in improving diversity in venture capital. For me, it's not every day that you get the opportunity to work on a study which can have a real impact both on the industry and on public policy as well. And aside from um, as Osman says, a really interesting subject matter. I was particularly interested to see how the qualitative and quantitative research methods that we used on the study, how the different strands of research would be brought together to ensure that the key findings were clear and actionable. Thanks both. You've mentioned the research project, which will inform quite a lot of our discussion today that we undertook as SQW for the British Business Bank. Before we get into the the detail of that project, and I'm sure our listeners will be aware of venture capital or VC investment in broad terms, Osman, could you give us a bit of context? What is VC investment? Why is it important? Yep, so a bit of overview. So VC plays an important role in both starting and scaling innovative companies. They really provide the rocket fuel to propel companies on their growth journey. So the VCs take a share and grow the valuations of private companies, eventually exiting their investment normally for a very high multiple. Now, these companies that they invest in tend to be young, pre-revenue and in technology sectors, you know, that aim to disrupt existing markets, you know, with an innovative product or service. So some of the best known global companies started life with VC funding, including the likes of Google, Apple and Skyscanner in the UK. 
The other thing to, to note is that VC is often described as smart money because it provides both finance and expertise for entrepreneurs and startup companies with high growth potential. So often taking a seat on the board of its portfolio companies, providing ongoing business support. VC funds typically invest in risky portfolios. They have their own investment strategies. The investment decisions are made by fund managers, often referred to as general partners or GPs, whilst the money comes from a range of investors known as limited partners or LPs. Now, a key thing here is in venture capital, networks play a major role in identifying an investment, especially at the early stages of the company where it might just be an idea. So investment decisions are partly based on trust, connections between parties, so the financial historian Sebastian Malaby in his book, The Power Law, Venture Capital and the Art of Disruption, shows that the success of Silicon Valley venture capital relied quite a lot on gut instinct and personality rather than just spreadsheets and data. So do VCs like the entrepreneurs? Do they have something in common? Can this person be trusted who they're investing in? Uh, so if you really look under the carbonet, VC investment is really about people, trust, connections, etc. And then what you end up in potentially is giving rise to lack of diversity in the VC industry itself. Thanks, Osman. That's a really helpful overview and context of what we mean by venture capital investment. And you've, you've mentioned, for example, some high profile companies that have secured VC investment and the role of venture capital, as you called it, as a, a rocket fuel or to support the, the growth of new firms. Can you provide some insight into the scale and nature of the VC market in the UK particularly? Well, firstly, the UK has the largest VC market in Europe. It's larger than France and Germany combined. The ratio of VC investment to GDP in the UK almost quadrupled from 0.27% between the years 2015 and 17 to just below 1% in 2020 to 2022. So that's a quite considerable jump, you know, in terms of relative to GDP. Um, the overall growth in the UK VC market has been a positive development. It's seen as a kind of an exemplar outside of US and China, for example. But this kind of masks an inherent weakness. There is this lower share of investment flowing to entrepreneurs from particular groups, be that women, ethnic minorities, and those from a lower socioeconomic background, for example. So I'm going to fire away with some data, so a bit of a data alert here to our listeners. But when you consider all equity deals, that's more than just venture capital. From 2011 to 2022, the share of equity investment received by all female teams has remained relatively flat, according to Bohar's data, and only 2% of total equity investment went to all female founders last year. I'll repeat that again. Only 2% of total equity investment went to all female founders. So in the same year, in 2022, 15% of equity investment went to teams with at least one female founder, and that's only an increase of, again, two percentage points since 2012. The data also indicates that female founder teams raise smaller average deal sizes at all stages and are also less likely to receive follow-on funding. Again, according to Bohar's data, and when we look at first-time equity deals, so not all deals, but focusing on just first-time equity deals, and that provides an indication of diversity at the start of the investment funnel. It indicates kind of the strength of the pipeline. Founding teams that raised equity for the first time 
have become slightly more diverse in terms of their gender ethnic composition over the past decade. However, in terms of the investment values, female founders' share of the market for first-time deals has remained pretty much the same, increasing from around 4% in 2013 to around 6% in 2022. And that rises to 10% in mixed gender teams um, as well. So in contrast, the picture is slightly better for ethnic minority founders. So 90% of the investment value in first-time deals went to all ethnic minority teams in 2022. Uh, and teams with at least one ethnic minority founder comprised 42% of the investment value of first-time deals in 2022 as well. And then finally, um, some statistics by Extend Ventures highlighted that the lack of diversity in the UK VC market where only 0.24% of VC funding went to black founders and only 10 black female entrepreneurs received VC investment over 10 years from 2009 to 2019, just 10 black female entrepreneurs. You know, that is a striking statistic in itself. And yes, you know, went through quite a bit of data there, but behind that data, you know, there's a story so many opportunities from female entrepreneurs and ethnic minority entrepreneurs and even those from you know lower socioeconomic backgrounds do not get the funding that they should and so many great ideas have gone unfounded over the last decade you mentioned earlier on osmond when you were talking about the the nature of vc investment that it's inherently based on networks the industry itself it's partly about who you know can we say a bit more about the venture capital industry itself and how that looks? Absolutely. So research by the British Venture Capital Association and Level 20 found quite low representation of women in ethnic minority groups within the VC industry. So, for example, 14% in senior investment roles are women and only 10% of senior investment professionals are from an ethnic minority group. And just 3% of those in senior roles, and that's investment and non-investment, are women from an ethnic minority background. And there was no senior black women identified in the UK survey undertaken by BVCA and Level 20. The picture on the supply side, if you like, is not that great either. It much needs to improve to improve the representation at senior roles within VC firms themselves. Okay, so we've got some encouraging signs in the data but also some pretty sobering and challenging statistics there might be a wide range of factors that influence this and this might seem like an obvious question and you've touched on it to some extent but why does diversity in venture capital investment matter well there are benefits for investors for companies for for the economy more widely you know diverse teams can bring new insights perspectives information and competencies which may help result in you know better decisions and performance how you want to define that and that's based on evidence from harvard business review and elsewhere so there are economic impacts there are social impacts and are there particular market barriers that are seen to prevent high levels of investment into a more diverse group of entrepreneurs? The lack of diversity is quite symptomatic of the underlying problems in the VC market that are both specific or more acute for particular groups of founders. So 
these kind of relate to the availability and transfer information between founders and potential VC investors, or it might be relating to the access to investment and business networks. So investments tend to occur within a closed network comprising of entrepreneurs and investors with similar characteristics, such as gender, ethnicity and education. So it goes back to my point at the start, you know, VC, it's uh, who you know and who you're in connection with and you kind of tend to invest into people you know, who might look like you or do things similar to you or went to the similar sort of universities as you, for example. And I think this one is really important, you know, founders being unaware or just being discouraged from seeking VC investment, you know, what's more commonly known as discouraged demand. They just don't think that they'll be successful. So access to VC today is not really a level playing field and the underinvestment in a broad diverse community of founders represents huge untapped talent and economic growth potential and the market barriers as just mentioned need to be addressed. More widely, I mean, I just think there is a moral case to wider representation and, and encourage inclusion within VC firms and the entrepreneurs they fund. Thanks, Osman. That brings us very nicely onto the research study that we mentioned earlier on that SBW recently completed for the British Business Bank on the issue of diversity in venture capital investment. Imogen, can you tell us a bit about that work, firstly, in terms of the scope and the objectives of the study? Of course. So the lack of investment in reaching a diverse group of entrepreneurs is, I think, as Osman set out, both recognised widely as a problem but also that potential growth opportunity as well. And there is a strong interest in the venture capital industry to address the underinvestment in diverse founders. However, there is at the moment quite limited and sometimes inconclusive evidence on how to achieve that greater diversity in the industry. So in this context, we worked with the British Business Bank on a study that would add to the existing evidence base on what works to improve diversity in venture capital investment by testing and suggesting the most effective pathways and actions that could be adopted by UK venture capital firms and also promoted by the British Business Bank. It was great to see the British Business Bank so interested in this area and really wanting to lead the VC industry on tackling this really important issue. It's worth noting at this stage as well that Diversity can be defined in lots of different ways, but we decided to focus on three diversity characteristics in the study. So these were gender, ethnicity, and education as a proxy for socioeconomic status. These characteristics can play an important role in founders' ability to access venture capital investment, and they're often more visible or easily identifiable we found that there was sufficient literature and data available to support an understanding of the barriers that founders experience because of these characteristics. And how did you then go about doing the work? Who was involved? What research was undertaken? So the study was led by SKW with inputs provided by QA Research, Bohurst, and we had some great insights from our expert panel, which consisted of Erica Broadnock from Extend Ventures, Professor Mondaram from the Centre for Research in Ethnic Minority Entrepreneurship and also Jonathan Cook from SQW. We also regularly consulted an external steering group from the venture capital industry who helped to guide the study and ensure the findings aligned with 
their own experiences as well from working in the industry. So the research was conducted using a range of different methods, which involved reviewing the literature to identify 14 actions for improving diversity and inclusion in venture capital. The 14 actions related to three different areas. So firstly, connecting and information sharing between VC firms and entrepreneurs. Secondly, decision-making processes for firms as they review new propositions that come into their business. And thirdly, the availability of data and accountability. So once we'd identified these actions, we then did some field work. So firstly, we spoke to 40 venture capital firms with a strong track record or clear commitment to improving diversity. And alongside this, we did a survey of a diverse group of 124 entrepreneurs who had either sought or secured VC investment. So the interviews with the venture capital firms and the entrepreneurs were used to evaluate the perceived effectiveness of those 14 actions that we'd identified. We also undertook some analysis of secondary data from Bohurst that was used to work alongside the other research strands. Then once we'd undertaken all those different strands, we then synthesised what we'd found and tested this again with industry experts and the British Business Bank before writing this all up in our final research report. Thanks Imogen. I can imagine that trying to understand what works is quite a hard question to answer especially in relation to an area like this, which is inherently, I think, as Osman mentioned, quite subjective, potentially with actions influenced by different perspectives, different experiences. How did you try and respond to this challenge in the, in the study? Thanks, Joe. That's a great question. So one element of the methodology that I would just highlight here is the approach we took with the VC firm interviews. So for this study, we used a methodology called QSORT. So the QSORT methodology puts emphasis on ensuring objective data collection despite the inherently subject nature of the research question and allows for a direct comparison of experiences and observations across the research participants. So this was achieved by asking our consultees to sort the 14 actions into five categories that reflected the relative effectiveness of those actions. This was done on the basis of their own experiences and observations. We then combined formal statistical and qualitative approaches to the analysis of this data we'd collected, which allowed us to identify patterns and combination of actions that, in the venture capital firm's experience, are effective for increasing diversity among venture capital-backed entrepreneurs. Osman, Imogen's given us a really good overview of the research project, what it was looking to achieve, what the research methods were. Can you say a bit about the key findings and the insights from the work? Our analysis of interview response revealed three groups of VC firm consultees with common views on the perceived effectiveness of action. So put another way, you know, we found that at least three different pathways for increasing diversity in venture capital. Now, these pathways are not mutually exclusive. All of them can be beneficial if implemented with genuine commitment and not used for, say, box ticking or virtue signaling. And ultimately, VCs need to adopt a, well, I would say, a tailored approach that works for their firm. But broadly speaking, these three um, pathways are as follows. The first one, 
diversity at the top. So these VC firms focus on increasing diversity among key decision makers, particularly the investment committees. So having a broader range of views at the top can result in a larger number of investment into underserved founders. Second, inclusion in the pipeline. These firms place a greater emphasis on increasing the pipeline of investment opportunities from underserved founders. They are of the view that increasing diversity at the investment committee level is too late in the VC process. So they actively seek out diverse founding teams through various ways, for example, engaging scouts with their uh, own diverse networks to sourcing investment opportunities and using accelerators and incubators for earlier stage firms, for example. And then third pathway is transparency and accountability. These firms subscribe to the notion that what gets measured gets done. They view accountability for measuring and delivering progress as essentials is supported by strong emphasis on external communication, genuine commitment and active participation in industry-wide data collection. So these findings to some extent also validated what the entrepreneurs fed back as well and they highlighted importance of diversity within VC firms and the potential influence this can have on investment reaching a diverse entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs really valuing feedback and cross-referrals to other VC investors And then finally, and perhaps most importantly, the role of limited partners as they're key to encouraging adoption of actions and accountability. LPs can really make a difference here and there's more activism from from them now that we're seeing in the market. We undertook three case studies um, that we included in the final report. For the first pathway around having diversity at the top of the VC firm, we spoke to Anthemus. So Anthemis recognised the importance of inclusion and belonging practices and the firm has a diversity and inclusion programme and have also intentionally recruited a team with diverse backgrounds and worldviews in order to facilitate challenging and thought-provoking conversations within the firm and trying to avoid groupthink. So the second pathway was around having inclusion in the pipeline and we spoke to Fearless Adventures who have found accelerators a useful source of propositions. They find that using accelerators has several advantages, such as fostering connections with early stage ventures, sourcing founders from diverse socioeconomic backgrounds, and staying attuned to emerging business trends. The third pathway was around transparency and accountability. And we spoke to EcoVentures, who have developed annual and based on this quarterly goals for the proportion of investments in female founders and founders from ethnically diverse backgrounds. So these goals are developed at the start of each year and are based on the diversity of the entrepreneur population, industry benchmarks and the firm's previous annual performance against the goals. Progress against these quarterly goals is reviewed by the firm on a weekly basis as part of their team meeting. So just to recap on the study findings, VC firms should ensure senior decision makers, including investment committees, are made up of people from a diverse set of backgrounds. They should also take steps to increase the diversity among those involved in the identification of potential propositions. Limited partners should encourage VC firms to monitor and report progress in supporting diverse entrepreneurs. And finally, VC firms should consider participating in industry-wide surveys and making their diversity and inclusion data on their investments public.
as Imogen, there are some quite clear suggestions there for how particular actors within the, the landscape should respond to the, to the findings of the report. Osman, are there other recommendations that you would highlight from the, from the study? Yeah, so the key recommendations for VC firms is really to consider those pathways we've just discussed and that are set out in more detailed in the report. But choosing an approach that really works for the VC firm, commit to that approach with consistent action. And it's important to track and monitor progress, uh, making sure you're avoiding tokenism. And join initiatives such as the Investment in Women Code and the Diversity VC Standard. And there's now calls also for having a similar sort of investing in Ethnic Minority Code as well. The recommendations for entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs look for VC firms to back their companies that have an investment thesis that matches their business and actively seek feedback and further referrals where they can. The recommendations for impact measurement, so certainly like to see more rigorous evaluation of actions to formally assess the impact on diversity outcomes. It's important to assess whether different actions are more or less effective for different groups of entrepreneurs and for different types of VC firms. Also, more detailed research with VC firms to understand the barriers to implementing actions and to investing in entrepreneurs from underserved communities would help support and drive the adoption of actions by the industry. I think it's worth noting here as well that the British Business Bank is also taking action in several ways on the back of this report. So firstly, they've been sharing the report findings with the venture capital industry and the wider ecosystem to help promote the research and these suggested pathways. They are also planning to undertake further research themselves focused on tracking some of the actions from the report through the Investing in Women Code initiative. They are also implementing greater transparency and diversity within their own investment portfolio and they're going to do this through reporting on diversity from their delivery partners and from next year we'll be making this data publicly available. And finally, the bank has implemented an inclusive leadership programme and a diversity dashboard to monitor key metrics and try and promote diversity in the British Business Bank's own investment teams. So it's really encouraging to see the British Business Bank taking the lead on this as well. Agreed. Great to see when a, a report actually leads to both potential long-term but also short-term actions being taken to take forward the findings. Finally then, do you have any key reflections in relation to improving diversity of VC investments that you think actors across the VC landscape should be thinking about alongside the work that's been taken forward by the BBB to deliver against the objective to improve the level of diversity? Imogen, can I come to you first and then maybe Osman, you could follow up? Yeah, so I think it's worth saying the report does not have all the answers and as hopefully has been made clear from this conversation, there is not one solution to tackling the lack of diversity in venture capital. But hopefully this report can help venture capital firms on their journey to becoming more inclusive and supporting a more diverse group of founders. We worked hard to make sure the actions we were suggesting were realistic and the report has lots of practical advice and guidance, particularly for VC firms, on how they might implement the different actions. So we hope that this becomes a useful resource for the industry. 
For me, the report highlighted the need to focus interventions on systemic issues within the VC firms or VC industry, rather than the perceived issues within or amongst diverse founders. So any measures should therefore be tailored to tackle these systemic issues. This is and will be challenging, but there is genuine interest and drive to improve on the current picture in financing diverse founding teams. The second one I would say it's really important to have more rigorous evaluation of actions to assess their impact on diversity outcome. We obviously need more data. So VC firms track the actions that they are taking and if that data can be made available, more rigorous evaluation can be done on trying to really understand what, what is most effective over time. Finally, I would say I'm encouraged to see that the VC industry, policymakers, researchers and others are recognising and trying to address the lack of diversity and inclusion. There's a lot more to be done. We must press on and we can take heed from the great American writer James Baldwin that not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. That's a great way to finish and make us all think about the need to and how to tackle the lack of diversity in UK Venture Capital. Osman, Imogen, thanks very much for your insights and thank you for listening to Insight for Impact, the SQW podcast. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. You've been listening to Insight for Impact, the podcast from SQW. To learn more about SQW, our people and our latest thinking, please visit us at sqw.co.uk or follow us via LinkedIn and X at SQW.